0: Welcome back to Emmy, Special Screen Talk Edition. I have Michael Schneider, the executive editor of IndyWire. I'm Ann Thompson, editor at large. Voting is over. It's done. Monday <laughs> night, all gone. Today, it's, Tuesday.
1: All those, all those billboards, all those posters that are up around town—they, they don't matter anymore. They mean nothing. They're not going to impact anything because it's too late.
0: Anything we say or do uh, will not have any impact. But um, we are nonetheless persevering and plowing ahead with our predictions in case you're in. A pool of some kind, or in case you are curious to hear what we think, which you may or may not be. Right,
1: right. Well, you know, there's still still a couple of weeks of Emmy talk to, to still uh, happen out there in the real world as we get closer to Creative Arts Emmys, which is uh, September nine and ten, and then of course the big the big night on September seventeen at uh, the Microsoft Theater downtown where. We'll finally find out uh, if, if all these predictions came true.
0: And I'll be back from Toronto Film Festival in time to uh, go to a couple of parties after the big uh, event. So, where are we starting with the supporting actor and actress in a drama series? Yeah, we series.
1: remind everyone who's just coming in uh, the last couple of weeks. We've been going category by category, genre by genre, and sort of going through. Uh, you know, who's uh, the front runner? And we did comedy last week, so now uh, we're we're ending things with the dramas.
0: So, if we were to do best supporting actress in a drama series, we have two Handmaid's Tale. Contender Samara Wiley and and Dowd. I don't think they have a shot. They're probably going to knock each other out.
1: Right. They're they're kind of on the lower side of the uh, predictions right now. So indeed they'll probably cancel each other out. But it's it's an interesting mix. Uh, you've got uh, Samira Wiley, like you mentioned, and Dowd, Uzo Aduba, who uh, you know
0: she's won in the past, and, right? And
1: she's she's also a SAG favorite. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, she's she's always winning uh, over at but um, you know, orange is the new black. Uh, it's it's fading. so it's fading. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and there are other new shows coming
0: up. This is like This Is Us, which is in this category. Yeah, Chrissy, Chrissy Metz.
1: Chrissy Metz, who has made plenty of waves, and of course, young Millie Bobby Brown is in this category from Stranger Things. Uh, you know, she was uh, you know basically uh, ten or eleven when she shot that. She's now thirteen, still a youngin. Uh, been campaigning hard. She was even at the MTV Video. Music Music Awards this past weekend, but right now uh, looking over at Gold Derby, their front runner is Thandi Newton from, from Westworld. Yeah, actually, and she was fantastic. Obviously, playing the, uh, the 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 robot, the artificial intelligence who becomes sentient, and uh, and
0: is, she's often naked. <laughs> it's it's. I'm not saying that's going to get her the Emmy, but uh, it was it was an attractive attractive element of her performance. Let's well, put it that way. It's a tough role.
1: It's a really tough role, and and she pulled it off. And that that's not easy, by the way. To uh, you know be be naked as as often as she was
0: no, I agree with that that could be put in the degree of difficulty category because she really is terrific in yeah. this and and you feel for her in a way so this is an
1: interesting category because it's all new nominees last year uh, Dame Maggie Smith won for for Downton Abbey of course that show is now long gone, so no longer eligible, uh, but it was also dominated by Game of Thrones, which as we know wasn't nominated uh, not eligible rather this year so Lena. Hetty, Maisie Williams, Amelia Clark, all nominated last year. They'll probably be back in the mix next year, but uh, we're out this year. Uh, Constance Zimmer from Unreal, also not back, and more Tyranny from The Affair, not back. So a completely new group of people this year. And, uh, you know, that's uh, makes for an interesting race, but for now, at least, uh, Thandie Newton, far ahead.
0: I think so. Let's talk about Stranger Things a little bit before we move on, Um, because what interests me about this is we've had A conversation about the idea that it appeals young when, in fact, the TV Academy is somewhat older. But that leads me to suspect that its appeal is actually very, very wide, even though it has young people in it. When I spoke to Ted Sarandos over at at Netflix, everybody turned down the show because it was not adults. And they just didn't think that people would watch a show, that adults would watch a show with kids in it. And, of course, they did. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting he would say that because, you know, obviously there have been plenty of, you know, this, this is this shows an homage to things like E.T. and Back to the Future and Very a lot of those great 80s movies. Uh, and, and uh, you know, obviously those were mega hits and those were dominated by kids but were universal. Uh, so I, I'm always a little... It's
0: more about the TV conventions, the reasons why the others would turn it yeah. down. Not Netflix didn't turn it down.
1: Right. No, I, I, I guess I could see that. I'm always a little suspect when, you have know, someone who has a hit show sort of, you know... How smart are we? Yeah, look at us. Everyone else <laughs> turned it down. There's, there's always a lot more to, to that than what's being let on. But
0: the idea that Stranger Things is that popular, they had a recent... Um, Fyc thing that literally they were turning people away because they were piling up to see it. Oh yeah, know?
1: it's it's uh, you know it, it sort of goes beyond even cult hit. It's just a plain old hit. But it is interesting that it's it's such a Emmy uh, you know front runner this year, given that, like you mentioned, it's it's an unconventional show. It's it's uh, with kids, but it's also you know in, in that sort of sci-fi genre element, which really says Westworld though. Yeah, and so's Game of Thrones, which won last year. So, you know, the Academy is changing, and part of that's been, you know, through the efforts of the Academy and bringing in younger members and, and sort of re, trying to reinvent the voting process, et cetera. And that is starting to pay off, and that's why Stranger Things is uh, among the frontrunners this year.
0: Okay. All right. So then we move to uh, supporting actor. Uh, and in this case, we have John Lithgow. Probably running away with it. Yeah, from, from the crown.
1: Yeah, you know, again. Emmy loves John Lithgow. He last won in 2010 for Dexter. Uh, he was nominated several times for Third Rock from the Sun. He won in 1999 and 1997 and 1996. Uh, there, there was a period of time where he was just Mr. Emmy. Uh, and, uh, you know, so he's got plenty on his mantle and he should probably make room for another one. But
0: well, the reason for that, too, is that he's an American playing Winston Churchill and so many have played him. And yet, uh, especially lately, <laughs> it Feels like you know Brian Cox was playing Winston Churchill. We still have Gary Oldman coming up in Darkest Hour, but in this case, the fact that he's an American bringing a new interpretation to this iconic figure um, and doing it so well, and a tall American having yeah. to stoop over and hunch over and wear prosthetics, and, and it's it's sort of like the full package.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he was fantastic. So going through the list of, of who else is nominated, you got Mandy Patinkin from Homeland. Again, that's a show that's, that's sort of uh, on 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 the uh, coasting toward the end cycle.
0: Although I have to say it was a strong season. I enjoyed it a I lot. I thought it was excellent. I
1: kind of feel like we're in the minority, though. And, you know, you still hear people all the time sort of bagging on Homeland. Of course, there's this new campaign that, the, you know, you saw those uh, those, those fans or uh, former fans who bought a house ad in The Hollywood Reporter uh, a week ago or so ago, sort of complaining about the storylines and, and the fact that they killed off Quinn, uh, you know, the character on the Spoiler show. Alert. And, well, if you haven't watched by now, then.
0: Well, the, the thing about the thing about um, Homeland is that it's it's it, it, like a lot of the other shows that that we've been. Uh, commenting on, like, House of Cards and others, you know, it, it, it gets too close to the truth of, of our world. and But that was always true of Homeland. That's how they do it. They go and they research what's going on in the world. They go to the CIA. They get all sorts of intel and find out what the deal is and um, put it out in front of us. But somehow it's become a little too uncomfortable somehow.
1: I suppose so. But, you know, they've done a great job of reinventing that show, in my opinion. You know, there, there was a season or two where things started to really Lag, but since it's become almost an anthology series, uh, you know it's it's carrying every, every season, with t- a different tackling story yeah, another storyline, and, yeah. and uh, you know it's to me it's it's back. Uh, but anyway, going through the list of Michael the-
0: Kelly for House of Cards. Well, he. This is another case where I say there was one season where it was all on him, and it was really dramatic, and it was superb. I think it was season three, and and he's he he's just doing the same thing he's always yeah. done. I love him. I think he's great, but I don't understand the reason for the you know holding on to this nomination. It's an honor
1: to be nominated. Well, you know, he was nominated last year as well, so that that's where old habits die hard. Another one who is perennially, perennially nominated is Jonathan Banks from Better Call Saul. Uh, you know. Again, and and we've talked about this before, uh, you know, it really should have been Michael McKeon. Uh, You know, he had an amazing season, and I don't want to spoil what happens to the character in the end, but it's, uh, you know, it's the couple's past seasons been a tour de force for him, especially as a comedic actor, really just biting into this dramatic role.
0: It makes me think that they just sort of, as we've discussed before, they just pull the lever again.
1: Sometimes. And that's that's a case of that happening. Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. Fantastic in this and uh, glad to see him here. Excellent. Uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things. It's just the Stranger Things train. Uh, You know, who would have thought that David Harbour would be an Emmy nominated actor? But here you go. And uh, the other one that's a little bit of a surprise, but he's riding the, the This Is Us train is Ron Cephas Jones. Uh, from This Is Us.
0: He wasn't in all the episodes.
1: He wasn't, but he was in enough to be considered for a supporting actor, but you know, he's not part of the main cast. Uh, but but you he, know, was he was good. And but he But that's had, one
0: that I didn't understand actually. And he
1: had quite an emotional storyline. True. So that's uh, you know that that impacted things, and so that's why he's up there. And you know Gold Derby has him as uh, number two behind John Lithgow. Now John Lithgow is so far ahead that I agree. Uh, there's there's
0: this one you can take to the take to the bank, yeah.
1: as they say. Should we do actress? Okay. So. This is another one you could probably take to the bank. I mean, Elizabeth Moss and The Handmaid's Tale. I uh, think
0: there's a contest between her and Claire Foy I, in the I, Crown. I, think, I think they're both up for it. I
1: feel like everyone is talking about Elizabeth Moss right because now.
0: Because she's a favorite from before, because of Mad Men.
1: Because of Mad Men, but also because of Handmaid's Tale. And she's Tale. been
0: nominated before.
1: And, 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 and just,
0: Claire Foy is a foreigner.
1: And, and, <laughs>
0: and new. I mean that yeah. in the sense that she's an outsider. Not,
1: not as well known. But, but, but it's also, incredible.
0: I don't know. She's carrying, they're both carrying the entire yeah.
1: series on their shoulders. But the crown is not in the zeitgeist right now, and Claire Foy is not in the zeitgeist. Handmaid's Tale is, and Elizabeth Moss is. People have been talking a lot about her. There's even been an element of controversy because of Scientology. The, the fact that Leah Remini has kind of taken on Elizabeth Moss in, in some interviews. And Elizabeth Moss has responded. So there, there's there's even that keeping her you in mean, the headlines. There's
0: controversy.
1: Love controversy.
0: Keeping us keeping... Alright, well, Evanway Rachel Wood, uh, like Tandy Newton, is playing in AI, and I think, I think she gives a great performance, but I have to assume that Foy and Moss are going to knock each other out here.
1: Well, Moss is going to win. So, but, but you've got some other great actresses here as well, but, uh, you know, our, our, again, sort of, you know, we've we've been there with Vi- Viola Davis on how to get away with murder, past winner. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, like you mentioned, from Westworld is fantastic, but everyone's still talking about Handmaid's Tale right now. Robin Wright, House of Cards. We've discussed this. She's superb this
0: this season. She was extraordinary. It really became her story and she really came into her own. But again, that's a series that is on its um, last legs.
1: And Carrie Russell, uh, nominated last year and again this year for The Americans. Not a lot of people loved this past season, The Americans. I thought it was fine. But, uh, you know, it's one where, you know, it's great to be nominated, but Carrie's not really in the running for this.
0: And then in this case, some of these. women are nominated but their series are not. So you would think the strength would go with the ones that for best drama series. Right. So you would think that the strength would go for the ones that are actually in contention for the real crown. Sometimes, yes,
1: but remember Tatiana, Tatiana Maslani won True. last year, uh, and, and Orphan Black wasn't As nominated. As a tour, of course, so. yeah.
0: Okay, so we are at the moment of truth, unless you want to talk uh, directors in some way. Well, no, we
1: got to talk actor.
0: We, we, we got to do the actor. We got to draw the actor first. All right. Let's so, look at this.
1: Just just like sliding over our man Sterling K I Brown. I got to do the man. Come on. He's going to
0: win. <laughs> he's gonna Sterling win. K Brown is going to win again. He won last year yeah. for OJ Simpson yeah. and, and he's going to win again. He's on fire. So it's a great it's a great performance and he's become a
1: star. People yeah. love him. So Bob Odenkirk is in the running for Better Call Saul. Uh, you know, another great season of that show. Nominated again, but, uh, you know, with, with Sterling K. Brown just making so much noise this season, it's 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 a tough one. Anthony Hopkins is in the mix. Uh, legendary actor, Westworld, but, you know, uh, maybe in, in another year, he might have been a contender. Not this year. Kevin Spacey, House of Cards on the downside. Uh, Liev Schreiber, Ray Donovan. Again.
0: Uh, I would say on the downside. Yeah,
1: Milo Ventimiglia, this is us. you know, New. New, and, you know, but this was Sterling K. Brown's show. This For sure. was his season. And then Matthew Reese from The Americans, an honor just to be nominated.
0: All right. So, given all of that, we can now go to Best Drama Series and look at the top. Dogs. So I'm going to work my way up from the bottom here. Uh, would you agree that House of Cards is probably not in the running? Not in the running. And Better Call Saul, probably not in the running?
1: No, great show. I mean, all these shows are fantastic. But they got in
0: against a great deal of competition.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there, there was some room this year. There was some change. Uh, you know, last year, Downton Abbey was in the mix, not back. Game of Thrones won the category last year, not back. Homeland uh, was nominated last year, but also not back. So, so that opened the door for, for quite a few new shows. Uh, Mr. Robot nominated and Americans nominated last year, also not back. So this is it's a pretty fresh mix. You know, other than uh, House of Cards and Better Call Saul, this is a... Uh,
0: and the newer shows look to be more robust in the competition, if we're uh, correct. Yeah. So I would say then Westworld not going to make it either.
1: No, it's it's not in the conversation the way... And, and you know, it's, and been, it's a, been a while. It's been a while. Um,
0: and it's sci-fi.
1: And it's sci-fi. It's, you know, it's... You know, In it's, it's, a Western. I think it's surprising that it got as many nominations as it did. You it's know? so
0: beautifully made. It's I think the crafts the crass, are so good
1: The crafts for hell. that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And the same is true of The Crown, which I like to think is actually giving, uh, you know, has a, sh- a chance to surprise here. But it's going up against some very strong competition from yeah. Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, right now it does feel like Stranger Things and Handmaid's Tale yeah. are, are the two that uh, are competing with each other. And then this, and
0: is not, this Is Us doesn't make it to the top. Not quite. People think it's very popular. It
1: is popular. It's huge. But, uh, you know, you've got these... Th- it's a very different kind of show than the other shows that are nominated. So you've got, uh, you know, Stranger Things, which is, you know, cult favorite sci-fi, Netflix, Handmaid's Tale, which, you know, feels very much of the time. Uh, and then This Is Us, which is Feel Good Broadcast Show. I mean, a lot of people at the broadcast networks are rooting for it because it's the, the, it's sort of the, the great... It's their one. The great last hope for broadcast networks. But and it that, doesn't
0: stand up to the expense, the quality, the scale, the no, scope. There, there was a period These of time... These are expensive shows that it's coming up against. Yeah,
1: there, there was a period of time where I thought maybe This Is Us had a chance. I never uh, did. But, you know, as, as we were heading to the home stretch, it does... It feels like Handmaid's Tale at this point. I think the voting you- came along right at the right time. You know, literally as people were voting, Charlottesville was happening. Uh, there, there's just so much political turmoil going on in the world. And it's uh, those don't necessarily relate. But Handmaid's Tale is very much about, you know, society in crisis and uh, dystopia.
0: I and- follow your logic, and I'm a huge admirer of the show. But again... Were as many people watching it, talking about it, and in love with it as they were with Stranger Things and The Crown?
1: It's a I different, don't think so. Well, it's a different kind of. I think it's a it's respect. Hulu too. It's, it's a respect for the show. I think a lot of people probably might even vote for it who haven't watched it. Uh, you know, that's a possibility too. But, uh, you know. I don't know. I think you're right. It's, it's Hulu, but Hulu did spend a lot of money on this. Elizabeth Moss is a great face. I'd
0: be thrilled if it won. I'd be absolutely thrilled. I'd be thrilled if The Crown won. I would be delighted if Stranger Things won. Stranger Things, I have to assume, as popular as it is, to your point, is less serious, less gravitas.
1: Yeah. Well... Right now it's the front runner according to uh, Gold Derby. So that would be really interesting. That would be a, a shock, a show that even Netflix, before it premiered, was sort of, you know, it was an afterthought. It was, hey, here's this little show that we're doing, uh, you know, come enjoy it. And it became the juggernaut, the phenomenon that it now is. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a very different launch this year for season two.
0: But The Crown, the reason I'm still so high on it is that it's really cinematic, it, it's like Game of Thrones in that sense. It has the, the production value, the writing, the level of, of complexity in the characters and their performances over a course of ten episodes. And it's incredibly well done, uh, as if it were a movie. And, I, and I, just, I, I just don't think the others are in the same league.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's telling if you look at the, uh, the race for drama directing and drama writing. Uh, Gold Derby also has uh, the pilot uh, of, of The Handmaid's Tale as the frontrunner for both. So
0: It's a great pilot.
1: Yeah, you know, it could, uh, you know, th- this could really... And Reed
0: Morano did a great job with it, the director, yeah. for the first three episodes.
1: Yeah, and... and uh, you know, they set
0: the te- the tone and the look for the whole series, and, which is very striking yeah. and very cinematic in its way, too, but not on the same scale as The Crown, really, or yeah.
1: Westworld. Well, diff- very different kinds of shows, but uh, again, it could be a big night for Hulu. Uh, you know, it's it's their first big uh, Emmy, uh, Emmy show, and uh, this this could change a lot of things over there, but... Uh, again, you know, in the mix uh, for dr- drama directing, The Crown uh, is is way up there. Uh, for drama writing, uh, you know, Better Call Saul has an episode that's high up. Stranger Things as well. Uh, so it's 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 in- an interesting mix going into the finale.
0: We shall see very soon. Thank you, Michael.
1: Thank you, Anne.